and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello, folks, and welcome to yet another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward in the Sales Chat Show studio, Mr. Graham Jones, Mr. Anthony Steers, and I'm Simon Hazeldean. This episode is entitled, Is Chat GPT a Complete and total waste of time that's just another distraction for salespeople. So unless you've been properly off the grid for the last few months, you will have been exposed to some of the noise, excitement, hype around chat GPT, uh, the new I say new, it's been around for some time, but has reason, recently reared its head. The new AI platform, people are getting awfully excited about uh, what it's going to mean in the future. Our children are going to use it to cheat in exams. Does it replace human beings writing blog posts and copy? So you can imagine salespeople thinking, oh, this sounds exciting. And they'll go and have a look at it. And that will just distract them from doing what they should be doing to bring sales forward or could there be some opportunity there that might be of interest so i'm going to go to mr graham jones who has been looking at said platform and indeed your some of your business studies students how you've been challenging them to make use of it so i have indeed is it just the latest shiny hype curve toy graham that'll no, disappear the- in six months it's the beginning of a major change in the way we do things all kinds of things yeah so it's a this is the first of many things to come Uh, so artificial intelligence has existed so far in what's called narrow artificial intelligence something like siri or alexa and narrow artificial intelligence they can only give you an answer based on what they've already got in their database so whereas generative pre-trained that's what gpt stands for so that programming system means that every time stuff goes into it it transforms it into something else so it's effectively it's a bit like you know you've got a transformer that takes 240 volts and turns it into 12 volts it doesn't do that immediately it does it step by step taking it down so if you open up a transformer it's got lots of different coils taking it down step by step into something else so the the coding of a transformer is that it just changes something based on the previous step so in other words it's our narrow it's still in the world of narrow artificial intelligence at the moment but it's taken it beyond taking it to the boundary as it were because it can learn from what it's done and it can add to and so it can dramatically change the outputs because it's constantly regenerating itself so it's a it, what that means is that you know as we ask questions and put new knowledge into it, it can then change the answers as it goes. So it, it's a learning piece of AI. That, But this is before we get into you know, other forms of AI, which allow us to do even more intelligent things. They're all experimental at the moment. ChatGPT and other AI like this, of this nature, the GPT kind of AI, 
Uh, they're real. They're with us. Uh, they're going to be used for all kinds of business things. So we need to think about it. But this episode could be really short uh, because the question that we have asked is, is ChatGPT, as you said, a complete and total waste of time? That's just another distraction for salespeople. So I thought, what better place to ask that question than in ChatGPT itself? And so I'm going to read you um, the answer that ChatGPT has given me. Uh, and it took three seconds for it to generate this yes, response. Yes, but Mr. Jones, I must say, on behalf, trying to trying to balance, having a balanced viewpoint, whatever it's going to say, it would say that, wouldn't it? So no, I'm joking. <laughs> what 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 has what? Well, has I, chat I have to tell you when you hear it because you guys have not heard this yet. Yeah? No, no, we haven't. No, but genuinely. When you hear it, you will go. Well, that's what we would have said, because <laughs> I've read it and go, well, that's what we would have said. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so what's it said? It's, so the, the question for, for us and the answer that's come from ChatGPT, as I said, in three seconds, it gave okay. me this. As an AI language model, I don't have feelings, emotions, or personal opinions. My purpose is to provide helpful and informative responses to your questions to the best of my abilities based on my training data. Regarding your question, I believe it is unfair and inaccurate to say that GP, chat GPT is a complete and total waste of time that is a distraction for salespeople. On the contrary, chat GPT can be a useful tool for salespeople to improve their efficiency and effectiveness in communicating with customers. ChatGPT can help salespeople to answer common customer questions, provide product recommendations, and address customer concerns in a timely manner. This can improve customer satisfaction and ultimately lead to increased sales. However, it is important to note that ChatGPT is just one tool among many that salespeople can use. It is important for salespeople to find the right balance between using technology and personal interactions to build relationships with their customers. Oh, wow. Three seconds it took to write that. And I've got it. And you said you said we would say that's what we would have said. That is actually what we would have said. Right? So this could be the shortest yeah. episode ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that is that's a fascinating. I mean, one one I am just I am fascinated with the speed. Right. That I'm sorry. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the speed. So from an efficiency point of view, I'm thinking, wow. If we're doing research on customers, trying to find things, we've got questions, things like that. This is a very rapid, fast way to yep. find some potential answers. And we're not we're not going to pretend this is the answer to everything, right? But that's pretty that's pretty quick, right? So we can research customers, we can research possible markets, we could research competitors, we could ask questions well, was, customers yeah, so ask things, us yeah things that you can ask for example you're thinking about approaching a particular sector or a, a business in a particular sector um, and you want to know what the pain is in that sector at the moment because obviously if you can solve the pain then you're in a, a an area of a high potential so you can ask chat gpt what's the you know what are the current issues of pain and problem that occur in i don't know the um or bearing industry for the train sector or whatever, you yeah. know, 
and yeah. it, it'll come up with an answer or it might tell you i don't know the answer but then you can give it extra information it's conversational it's a mm. it's a chat bot it's conversational so you can then give it some more information and then it will go oh okay i'll go off and get some other information on that and then so you could then find out you know what the pain points are in a particular industry or sector you could find out some background information you you know you're approaching a client mm. and you want to know some background information about them you know get all the late so it will do the research for you effectively you don't have to trawl through a hundred different websites to find out the latest information on a business it will tell you what the key things are you know tell me what the key five things are that are bothering you know google at the moment and it'll tell you because I mean, Anthony, you are—you know—you're a real specialist in in the use of the telephone. No, no, I was going to say, uh, you know, um, I, I was going to poke a bit of fun, right? You're a, you're a, you're a, you're, no, you're a real who likes shortcuts. Is that what you were going to say? Uh, no, actually, I was going to say you're a staunch advocate of the telephone. So, I mean, so such a staunch traditional advocate of the telephone. Your phone's got one of those old-fashioned rotating Absolutely. dials, haven't you? Not even, not no kidding, not even. Kidding. No, he's got. The phone in two pieces one you hold <laughs> uh, I, on, we were recording a, a, a previous episode and Anthony I know you you say that sometimes salespeople for example they can kind of hide behind their emails right so so <laughs> you you can keep yourself awfully busy doing things that that keep you busy but don't actually achieve any outcomes yes. and you know and I think that's a fair challenge for you for you to make um your, you know, when you've you've been exposed to this, you know, reasonably reasonably recently, like Very I've nice. like yeah. I I've been right. So mm -hmm. we're sort of like thinking about what what this might mean. Uh, what are your early impressions, right? You think about your clients and the work and the work that you do. Okay, so well, my first thing is is um, I I don't know why my brain hadn't connected the dots, but Graham said it's a chatbot, and I remember when chatbots first came out, and everybody went, "That's it for the call centers." We've got chatbots now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now you've explained that was probably one of the narrowest forms of AI because technically it's just an automated FAQ type yeah. setup. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was called so, a chatbot, but it was never a chatbot. It was never a chatbot. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was the first step into doing it. And yeah. if you wanted to find out opening times and that kind of stuff, it could be useful and quicker yeah. to serve people that information. So. But contact centers are still around, which tell me that they obviously didn't have that much of an impact. Yeah. Usually... I think fixes, I don't know what the percentage is, a small percentage of people who need that easily easily access bit of information. And then it winds up the rest of people who actually want something more in-depth that isn't available on there. Yeah. But that then takes me to my next point, which is um, chat GPT gives you answers to things. The problem is, is that you can then go back and tell 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 it that it's wrong. And I'm worried that it's not going to take long to turn into Wikipedia where everybody's telling you stuff that it that they may genuinely think is correct, that's actually incorrect. And it's going to become full of information that's not true um, or yeah. exaggerations. So I'm skeptical about what it's going to show us, but I definitely, from a benefit perspective, um, research, I would say flattery works wonders, right? Information is ammunition. The more information I know about you, the easier it is to flatter. Yeah. And it's, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, what sex you are, flattery works wonders. And the more I can get a, an understanding of who you are as a person will help me to frame myself to you. Um, if I 
work across multiple sectors and industries, it will probably help me find the right language that to yeah. use and phrases that would be industry specific that you're expected to know and use. Um, so I think it's got its advantages. Um, I just got a feeling that a lot of people are going to go write me an e-shot copy paste and they're thinking that they're going to spam the world and sales is going to fall in their lap and i don't think it's that's that not going to happen yeah i mean some people will inevitably try that and they will realize it fails yeah um, because it doesn't understand the specifics of that particular situation and i think your point about because it is you know using this transformative process of the more information that it gets it can change what it puts out um, and so if people start feeding it false information then it will start putting out false things there have been some examples of that and so people have tried that you know deliberately feeding it false information and then testing it to see does it reproduce that false information and in some instances it does but then a bit later it's corrected it so because it's learning so yeah. <clears throat> the one thing like wikipedia you mentioned yeah i can't remember how many times uh, justin bieber has died on wikipedia um, <laughs> okay. because you know people seem to have great fun in going on to wikipedia and reporting that he's died in some you know strange accident or something okay. and obviously his i think they've managed to stop it now but you know his management team obviously had to go back change the edit yeah. <laughs> you know he's, yeah he's alive and well thank you very much yeah. um and so you know they had to uh, th just kept going backwards and forwards um and so with um wikipedia it is really easy for us to change anything on there um apart from some pages which are blocked from editing okay. uh, so you know pages like about the british royal family or something like that you know there are some pages that we can't edit um okay. but um so it's not quite as easy with ChatGPT because you can feed it false information, yeah. but you it is going to be adding that false information to a database of... Unless, unless other people have added that same false information. Quite, yeah. quite quickly, no. Okay. I think, so, Graham, I think you, you were saying when we were chatting about this before we came on air, it's like 30 billion data points now headed towards 150 billion, and then it's going to be trillions, right, which is exponential data yeah. points isn't it so, so we would hope the inaccuracy rate will be yeah so the you know. the inaccuracy rate will go down um that doesn't mean it will be entirely accurate okay. yeah there will inevitably be errors yeah um, but then all we've got to do is you know check and think and yeah you know put a bit of intelligence in there'll be human errors that happen everywhere human error. right <laughs> so so it will be useful that they will get they're looking at getting to the trillions you know within this year and remember when they launched it publicly which was only in november 2022 mm -hmm. so at the point of recording this that's less than what's well, four or five months ago yeah so um and it's already gone from whatever it is 30 billion to 150 billion in the space of a few months yeah they um didn't have the capacity uh, to increase it. Uh, so they had to restrict um, access to the server quite a bit. Uh, they didn't have the capacity to grow because obviously you can imagine millions of people all interested in using it at the same time. Um, so luckily now uh, Microsoft have invested a further $10 billion into the company. Um, and so now they've been able to increase their capacity um, and will continue to increase it. Um, they're also charging people now. So uh, the, 
if you get the free version, you have to wait until the servers are not got much load. So it depends on the time you're doing it. You're going to be lucky. If you want to use it, you're going to have to pay $20 a month yeah. to have mm. permanent access. And, you know, it will always be available to you as one or two other features, like the newer features will be, you know, so it's like a typical freemium model that is now in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, all of that means that the capacity will grow rap- rapidly. And when you're looking at trillions of data points as opposed to 30 billion. Well, I imagine uh, 10 billion can probably get you quite a lot of servers, right? Yeah. And I think Microsoft know a few people in the in the server business. <laughs> I don't, I've only got a, I, I'm only guessing, but I think yeah. they may have one or two contacts that could help here. <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to be, I don't know if this is a little bit provocative and you might have to excuse my ignorance, but I watched a program on TV last night all about Twitter and how it's changed under new management and and all this kind of stuff and uh, how many of their departments have now disappeared. Will ChatGTP end up having to probably invest and scale in the checking of information and almost recruiting all those people that got let, let, let go by Twitter? No, because the data points on Twitter... You know, yeah. this is this is going to have over a trillion data points before the summer. Okay. Yeah. Um, Twitter hasn't yet got that number of data points, probably. Wow. Okay. So, okay. you know, it's there's just you know it's completely different. It's going to require more AI to police it, isn't it? Yeah. So. Well, it, it has it has a kind of an ethical filter pre-built into it. It won't it won't respond to things it considers to be hateful yeah. or, yeah. or you know uh, etc so yeah. if you experiment by asking it something mm-hmm. in a, inappropriate according to it it it, it responds yeah. um i don't you know i don't know very politely mm-hmm. not answering that <laughs> in a nice yeah. polite way would you like to ask me another question so yeah. you know it, it's yeah, yeah. well i've always thought it, it always comes back with a very good what i refer to as a pre-frame it always comes out with a statement at the beginning that kind of yeah. almost alludes to how accurate or whether you should yeah. or how much weight you should apply right. to it. so yeah it's basically saying i don't know very much about this but here's my best guess So it is framing your expectation as to what the answer is. So, which is a really good approach. Well, it. it, I I asked it to um, when we were doing a little bit of research for this episode. I asked it to tell me about some of the strategic priorities of one of my clients, Mm -hmm. and it responded with, "Here's here's what we it it believes these are likely to be the strategic priorities." Then the caveat you would need to check internally and with other sources, something like that. I yeah. think, well, there you go. That's just common sense. I think that to, to Graham's point about we asked it, is is chat GPT a complete and total waste of time for salespeople that's just another distraction? And it went, it my, my praise of what it said is, not if you use it intelligently <laughs> and, with, and, with, and with a bit of common sense and balance. <laughs> yeah. I think I could be really helpful to you is basically what it was yeah. saying, right? So I yeah. think, you know, don't probably don't get caught in too much of the hype curve, but yeah. also don't definitely don't ignore it. Yeah. And I think where it's headed is somewhere very different from where we've been. So I think the history is not going to be able to predict what it's going to be able to do in the future. No. So I think I'm going to certainly be keeping, I've paid for that. It's 20 bucks a month, right? Whatever. Yeah. So I've paid for the premium version because I just want to 
learn a whole lot more about this and how might it benefit me and my clients, right? That's the other thing. Um, yeah, the, the thing about this is that you talked about the Gartner hype cycle there. Yeah. About, so this is a, what's called the technology trigger point, which is right at the beginning. And it will eventually go into, you know, will go up to the, um, what's called the peak of inflated expectations, as they call it. I think it's lovely. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. And then, you know, everybody was saying, you know, we couldn't live with this. How did salespeople ever work without this? You know, all of those kind of things. And then it will plummet fairly rapidly after that into something called the trough of disillusionment, um, where it goes below the technology trigger effectively. So we're all excited by it now. And at some point it will end up in this, my goodness, this is a pile of poo. Um, and I think that when you were talking about the, the web-based chatbots earlier, Anthony, yeah. uh, they are in the trough of disillusionment without any doubt now, because, you know, people find them annoying. Uh, they often don't give you the answers that you want, or you ask a question and it goes, you, the answer you get is, you know, um, there's nobody available. I'll send a message kind of thing to send an email and we'll respond to you in three days time. So why have you wasted my blimmin' time with this chatbot now? Yeah. You know, so we're getting annoyed by them because they're not set up intelligently. Um, and you'll begin to see that lots of businesses that had these have now deleted them from their websites because they're not really that intelligent, whereas ChatGPT is very intelligent. So it could be. So what we see with the hype cycle is things overtaking things. Yeah. So they end up in the trough of disillusionment where you will find um, current many current chatbots. Uh, you'll find the Sinclair C5 sitting down there from 40 years ago. Yeah, never made it out of the trough of disillusionment. You know, so uh, there's lots of products that you know go through this because this is about a programming system, a way of programming. I suspect this is not. It will end up in the trough of disillusionment at some point. Every piece of technology does. Nothing escapes it. It yeah. will crawl out into what's called the plateau of productivity for probably fairly quickly. So some products take a long time to go through this cycle. So the microwave oven took 30 years to go through it. So from the introduction of the microwave oven to us using it every day was 30 years, whereas YouTube was six years. So YouTube, from the day YouTube was introduced to the day we were all using it you know, every day, was just six years. So five times faster than the microwave oven ever did. So chat... GPT and other mm. GPTs like it yeah. could accelerate through this hype system very quickly compared with the non-intelligent chatbots. So my my um, ignorance might have misinterpreted this, but what you're basically blaming this whole hype curve on is marketing because they make it out to sound much better than it is. <laughs> And had people have said, this chatbot will answer these eight questions. If you have these eight questions, carry on. And they'd have done that in the beginning rather than saying, ask us a question. And we'll yeah, start. Yeah, quite. Yeah, yeah actually, you're, you're not all wrong, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and my... on, on, on behalf of any marketeers, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It might have been how the salespeople have then gone on to sell the marketing collateral that they were giving. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you might have created the, the, the hype curve, but we have mastered the blame thrower in sales. So yeah. that, that's our. If you, if, you, if you go to the Gartner website, because they came up with this cycle, yes. uh, yeah. if you go to their website, they've got a. a a graph that or the chart itself showing you what happens at each point so in terms of things like marketing activity and so on that there's you know in that kind of um technology 
trigger and then up to the peak of inflated expectations. There's an awful lot of media coverage. There's an awful lot of, you know, press releases coming out and a lot of uh, investors going, oh, let me pile money in. Um, so uh, all of that is happening. So a lot of that is, you know, in that marketing sector. And then suddenly everybody starts using it and then goes, actually, this isn't as useful as I thought it was going to be. So the promise was not held out. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, that leads me to the very first lesson I learned from my first manager in sales, which was under promise, over deliver. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was one of the things that if, yeah, perhaps marketing took a leaf out of that book as well. And I know the whole purpose of marketing is to make it as desirable and attract attention and stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I'm glad we have a general consensus that it's all marketing's fault. Yep. <laughs> as, as, you would, as you would expect from the sales. <laughs> yes. yeah. it, might a, it might be a slightly old-fashioned sales versus marketing model there. The yeah. rather than, and and um, nobody who listens to this listens to our other chat show, the marketing chat show, do they? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, no. we made it sound too good that's why <laughs> there's an idea i mean i just know from working with a client that was in 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 uh in rpa right robotic process automate digital workers it was mind working with their sales teams on their value propositions it was literally mind-blowing what can be achieved and also the fact the learning aspect of it as it as it which would be quite incredible so i think it will probably be a bit remiss of uh, sales professionals not to keep a close eye. Absolutely. Not, not just on this manifestation of of AI necessarily, but probably just generally as well. Because, you know, I think there'll be all sorts of anything that can improve efficiency and effectiveness and help us to build relationships with customers, do research quickly, has got to be really good, right? And then don't get don't expect it to make the tea and do everything for you. But... You know, you as as it as as it said in response to Graham's uh, question, right? One of one of tools available to salespeople, and and you yeah. know, make make the most value. I mean, certainly for the sake of twenty bucks a month, it just seemed like a no brainer to me to subscribe to the to the paid version, just just to experiment with it and see. You know, maybe we'll do f future episodes on what we've been able to. I've been told if I, come up it, with. if I only use it once to get maximum brownie points, do a poem for my other half. <laughs> that's that's I see. Yeah. So it, it, uh, you've you've been advised to ask it. Uh, please write a, a love poem for my beloved yeah, partner by, by one of my female clients who uses it quite a lot uh, and and actually showed me a bit like graham it kind of introduced me to this only a, only a few weeks ago i'd heard about it but i'd not really seen it or experienced how it interacts with you uh and she asked uh she asked it a very long-winded question with lots of specifics to it that gave us exactly what we were hoping it was going to give us but it, i didn't realize quite how many elements of the equation you end up putting in in order to get it to give yeah. you want the more generic you are the more open i think and generic the answers are going to be well, just, so i think we're, we're approaching the end are we simon of this episode are, because are, i've are. just asked it another question oh oh excellent excellent i think this might be a useful one to finish on uh because i've asked it is the sales chat show worth listening to oh oh this is the moment of truth. okay <laughs> it says oh the Sales Chat Show is a podcast that provides salespeople with advice and tips on how to improve their sales skills and increase their success in the field of sales. The podcast covers a wide range of topics, including prospecting, lead generation, closing deals, negotiation, and customer relationship management. 
The Sales Chat Show has been around since 2017 and has a large following of sales professionals who tune in to listen to the expert advice and insights provided by the show's hosts. The podcast has received positive reviews from listeners who found it to be helpful and informative. Overall, if you are a salesperson or interested in the field of sales, the Sales Chat Show may be worth a listen to gain insights and learn new strategies that could help you improve your performance and achieve your goals. Blimey, how much did we pay, chat? (laughs) For that wonderful endorsement. I haven't paid anything, but I'm going to like that answer. (laughs) (laughs) I think so, yes. Let's all all like it i'm gonna i'll ask it the same question and then like, and like uh, and by the way uh, before we came on air um in terms of writing poetry anthony managed to accidentally lock his partner uh, by accident in the garden so i was thinking uh something like roses are red violets are blue sorry for locking you in the garden something like that could something you write along those lines, i think that might be uh, I, will, I, I will ask you yeah a, a romantic poem as in the um pricey of an apology with the, re- with the reference of locking you in the garden <laughs> yes you'll see I'm... what it <laughs> that is really i i have a feeling based on what we've found out so far that uh, chat gpt is going to rise to the challenge and so, i i am answer sure... the question can chat gtp get me out of the doghouse that's the question <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well thank you very much gentlemen for for that great conversation about this new and emerging piece of technology uh this is one episode in over 250 episodes all available from wherever you prefer to get your podcast platform please subscribe to the sales chat show and you'll be notified obviously of new episodes as and when they are released which they are on a regular basis and in the meantime we'd all just like to wish you good luck and good selling folks you have been listening to an episode of the sales chat show to stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success please visit saleschatshow.com thank you very much for listening to this episode and from everyone here at the sales chat show we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling (laughs) 